What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Men's Hub Monday. I really hope you guys are enjoying them. And if not, today's the day. Today, we're going to turn a corner. I've got Ray Billings here with me. Say, what's up, Ray? What's up, guys? I was talking to them. They were, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ray is the Men's Hub leader and involved in so many different areas. You probably know Ray. And Ray is definitely one of those guys where if you don't like Ray, you're probably the problem. Super, super cool dude. Uh, but he's also going to help uh, host some of these things and co-host. So I wanted to get him on here ASAP to talk about all of this and kind of his passion for the men's uh, hub leaders or men's men's hub in general, just, you know, ministering to men. And uh, yeah, just let you guys hear from him, get to know him a little bit better. So with that said, Ray Ray, why don't you talk to us a little bit about Ray? What's What's going on in Ray's world? Um, well, right now, first of all, like Josh said, you know, my name's Ray. Um, I'm involved in a lot of different areas in the church, the men's hub, which, you know, I'm really passionate about, um, connecting men to other men, you know, iron sharpens iron. That's one of the things it says in the Bible, getting, you know, like-minded people around so we can learn and be better. But I'm also, um, involved in the youth and the new life kids, um, upstairs, so, that also takes up quite a bit of my time. Um, married, have been for a while to a wonderful woman. Her name is Debbie. The best. Um, she is the best. She's, <laughs> she's an awesome woman. Like Josh said about me, you know, if you know me, you probably know her. Um, a lot of yeah. people know who she is. But we've also got two wonderful children. Um, I've got a daughter who has grown and has a couple of kids of her own. And then my son, Dayton, he comes to church there, um, come a lot with us. He has also grown, just graduated high school last year, just moved out. So we are empty nesters now, and that is a whole new fun, not so fun transition, yes. however you want to look at it. It's, you know, it's kind of weird. It's a little 50-50. Um, happy for him because he's moving out on his own, and that's, you know, what kids are supposed to do. But as the parent, it's it's hard not seeing him every day like you're used to, and and that kind of stuff so that's just a little bit about what's going on in my world right now yeah i can only imagine i was gonna say i'm sure right before you said it i'm sitting here thinking like i'm gonna pipe up and say i'm sure it's super fun and super not at the same time mm -hmm. so that probably nailed on the head so cool man again thanks for being here and i'm sure uh, i know i am i know we're all excited to hear from you more and more you know as we do more of these um so let me, let's talk a little bit about like childhood, maybe your early influences in the church or with the, with, with the Lord or, um, kind of all that stuff and just how it maybe has morphed over the years. I know over the last, just a while ago, we were talking, you've been here at our church for, I don't know, 10 years or so. And, uh, I've seen tremendous amount of growth and change in you and others, but, um, yeah, I mean, what, how has that morphed over the years and just kind of talk about that whole that whole thing? Um, well, as a young child, you know, um, mom and dad, we didn't really go to church much as a kid. My grandma and grandpa did. So like whenever we would go, we went and spent the summers with them and still well a lot. We'd go stay, you know, a week, two, month at a time with um, different grandparents, you know, or whatever down there during the summer and I feel like everybody who grew up in the Salem area somehow has some weird tie to Stillwell. Yeah, that's that's actually where my grandparents are from. That's yeah, where my parents man, I, are from. I spent so much time in Stillwell and I don't even know why really. <laughs> yeah. I just did. Yeah. yeah. Well it's it's close. It's yeah. actually not that far away. Yeah, but so. why still why not like I, Springdale or some other town, not like 
Podunk, Oklahoma. <laughs> no offense to my Oklahoma people, but it's still well, guys. Or still well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, yeah, like I said, we spent a lot of times down there in Stillwell um, with my grandparents. And my grandma and grandpa on my mom's side went went to church every Sunday, you know, um, was real faithful with it. They went to a Baptist church. So some of my earliest influences in church was with the Baptist church. And when I say Baptist, I mean... Like strict Baptist, no, no piano, no like you oh, had wow. you know the choir yeah. person and the tuning harmonica and like that's that it. that was it. Like oh, there wow. was no very very different than what we're used yeah. to at New Life. Like very much, <laughs> very much different. Oh, wow. So that's kind of and that's about the only church I got up until I become a teenager in high school and kind of started driving. And then I started going just on Wednesday nights. I didn't go on Sunday, but I went to the youth group at Nicodemus Community Church um, here just outside yeah. of Siloam. Yeah. A lot of people around here know about that place, so yeah. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. But we went there every, oh, I went there every Wednesday night from, like I said, the time I was able to start driving and go on my own all the way up until I graduated high school. So that's kind of, you know, my influence in church. Um, I would even say that's probably where I got saved. Um, not really so, like, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, and I'm probably even getting ahead of Josh here a little bit. But that's uh, that's where I accepted Jesus for the first time. Yeah. But I wouldn't really say like I was following Jesus, if that, you know, makes any sense. Like, you know, I was, I wasn't going to youth group because I wanted to hear about God and do that kind of stuff. Like I was going to youth group because we played mush ball for an hour before we went inside and sung two songs and had a 10 minute message. Like, (laughs) let's be honest. I went to hang out with my friends, like, you know, but so as far as like early influence in church or with Jesus or anything like that, there wasn't really a whole lot up until I started coming to new life. Um, Parent, like I said, my parents weren't really in church, you know, yeah. not that they were bad people or bad parents. Like yeah, just one, my, my parents were great parents, yeah. like been married all their life or not all their life, but you know, all my yeah, life yeah, yeah. and, um, never heard them fight. I mean, like I grew up in a great home, but they just didn't go to church. It's just not something they did. They yeah. do now. Yeah. Matter of fact, for years, they were children's pastors at the church they went to, but, Very cool. um, so yeah, the influence is there now, but not so much as a child other than my grandparents. Yeah, so you talked a little bit about, um, you know, kind of like accepting the Lord, you know, as your as your Savior, but not really living for the Lord. So how has how your relationship with Jesus morphed, you know, over the years from not even just from youth group and playing two songs and, you know, hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. but even like as an adult, like 10 years ago to where you are now, how has that morphed? Uh, like how have you grew, uh, drawn closer to Jesus in the last... So it has changed. It has changed a lot. Um, even when I first started coming to New Life, all those years ago, um, you know, I was in it and like my heart was committed to it. But even then, the first couple of years, I wouldn't say I was really living for the Lord. Like I was kind of just going through the motions. I was still doing things that I for sure shouldn't have been doing. Um, you know, things that even got me in trouble on down the road. Um, you know, and. There was this one night on Wednesday night, back when we used to have actual service on Wednesday night. You know, we'd have prayer before and then the service after. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the altar for prayer before, and I just I just asked God to take, you know, it was kind of, I was kind of to the point to where I was, 
I wasn't done or I didn't think I was necessarily done with the things I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing. But apparently I was because my prayer was, you know, just take anything from me that is keeping me from you. Yeah. And it's a um, dangerous prayer to pray. That is a very dangerous prayer. And I found out I found out later that night <laughs> yeah, just exactly how dangerous oh, of a yeah. prayer that was. Because he did. Um yeah. not the way I necessarily expected him to. Yeah. And um this is a little uncomfortable because I haven't told a whole lot of people this. Josh knows. I haven't yeah, told yeah. him this story, but I haven't actually said it publicly to a lot of people. So just bear with me as I get through this. <laughs> but um Later that night, you know, I asked him to take anything from me that was keeping me from him. Well, later that night, I had gone to the grocery store after church to get some stuff for my lunch tomorrow for work or whatever, and was on my way home and got pulled over. And I ended up getting arrested that night for possession of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. Went to jail, had to call my wife um, to have her come get my vehicle, obviously, so it wasn't left on the side of the road. She pulls up mad as all get out. Like for those of y'all who know my wife, know probably what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because as far as she knew, I had quit. Like she didn't know I was still doing it. So not only was I doing something that I shouldn't have been doing because it's illegal, but I was also lying to my wife about it. Um, Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. So when she pulls up, you know, she's, she's done. We're done. Like the whole thing's now, obviously a few years later, we weren't like we got through it and we worked through it. But Still working through it, actually. Um, But she was done. Um, I got taken to jail that night anyway. Long story short, I put it down. Haven't touched it since, you know. So he he answered my prayers. (laughs) Just definitely, like, I wanted him to just, you know, make me not do it anymore. Like, you know, just have me put it down. Kind of like he did with mine and my wife's cigarette addiction. Like, you know, we just... We prayed for it and then we never picked it back up. That's kind of how I was hoping this would go. That's not how this went. Like, you know, like I said, I ended up arrested in the whole nine yards and like it was a big ordeal and, you know, a lot of stuff we had to work through with my wife, trust issues and like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so that's that story. Um, Yeah. It's out there. (laughs) Now everybody knows, I guess. So from that point to where you are now, what would you say the biggest? I mean, obviously there was definitely a point of surrender. Like, all right, Lord, like just take this from me, whatever. And then he did in a very, uh, mis- <laughs> just kind of a cool way. Right. Um, so anyway, like where, where would you say your relationship is with God now? And what was like the key to you getting there? You know, like obviously we haven't made it. No one's made it. Right. But what's the key you think and getting to where you're at with Jesus today? Well, it has definitely come a long way. Um, I'm in his word a whole lot more. And even here more recently, um, I'm in his word a whole lot more. I have, I bought a long time ago, actually, that uh, daily devotional, my utmost. Oh yeah, utmost first highs. Yeah, utmost first highs. I always get that messed up because it's such a confusing title, but by Oswald Chambers. um, And I read through it some back when I bought it, but you know, I put it up on my bookshelf and hadn't got it. Well, I got it back out two weeks ago actually Um, and I read it every morning before I go into work because I get to work about 30 minutes before I have to be there so I sit and I read it and write in my journal and stuff like that but yeah just getting in his word more um, the prayer life's better you know and I mean we all excuse me we all know that brings you you know getting in his word and getting in prayer are two of probably the most important ways that you can increase your relationship with God like just talking to him and then letting him talk to you through his word 
you know, is what helps increase that relationship. Yeah. I mean, people, you're probably thinking right now, somebody I know listening to this is thinking, of course, he gave us that cliche answer. Right. You know what? It's cliche for a reason, boys, because it works. It works. <laughs> Try it and see and report back to me that. That didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. So Well, and like Josh said, like I even thought the exact same thing, oh, guys. Yeah, like I have I've too. I've heard yeah. it. Like people have been like, Man, you just need to read and pray more. And I'm like, everybody says that, but it's it's legit. Like yeah. you that's really that's really all it is. You yeah. just need to read and pray more. And Absolutely. he will speak to you. And listen, you've got to be willing yeah. to stop and take time and listen. He yeah. won't he won't kick down the door to talk to you. You've got to open it up and, and listen to him and let him talk to you. Yeah, have you read the book Frequency? I have not. Robert Morris, such a good book. If you have not read that book, pick it up. But it's uh, it's called Frequency because he's basically talking about this, like you know, tuning in to the frequency, if you will, of the Lord. And uh, one thing he talks about in that book, I'll never forget, is about listening. And he's talking about Moses and the burning bush and all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, that was an, obviously a, an incredibly like freaky moment like mm-hmm. this bush just caught on fire and <laughs> right. it's talking to me what on earth is going on and i know that if like it was me or probably you like i'd run for the dang hills like mm-hmm. what sure. this bush <laughs> just out. caught fire in the middle of nowhere and it's now it's talking to me uh, but he points out that like moses responded to it like he knew the voice of god mm-hmm. like it, it freaked him out probably like whoa this bush is on but he's still like when he heard the voice he knew it was the lord's right and the only way he could know that it was Lord is if he was like had a seriously deep connection mm-hmm. with him and relationship with him. Sure. And uh, yeah, there was like conversation going on. Not only was Moses doing some talking and asking and praying to God, help me, help me, help me all the time, like we tend to do. He was also listening and letting the mm-hmm. Lord speak to him. So when that voice, when that bush talked, uh, you know, well, when God talked through the bush, the bush didn't talk. But anyway, he knew it was the Lord's voice and right. he was able to like, hear from God in that moment. So yeah, dude, uh, super, super good cliche things that we all need to be doing. So do them. Sure. Uh, well, cool, man. So yeah, you talked about being a little bit of an empty nester now. Um, Dayton is, he's a young man, bro. Like you said, he yeah. has, uh, graduated and is moving out. You were just talking about him having a, a like a, a real job, quote unquote, working nights and all that stuff. Like a, We've all done mm-hmm. at one point or another. I mean, what is that like? Like, how do you how are you guys navigating? Or just you as a dad? Let's talk to the dads in the room because that's really who this is geared for. Right. Uh, like, how are you navigating that? Like, all of a sudden, like having your main man gone out of the house. It's really, really, really harder than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning, you know, you every parent knows and every dad knows, like you raise them to move out. Like yeah, that is your job. Absolutely. Raise them, get them ready for the world, and then send them out there. Yeah. What they don't tell you is how hard it is to send them out there and then leave them alone. Right. Like oh, yeah. for me to come home from work and him not be there, or you know, to matter of fact, I haven't I haven't talked to him in like two weeks. It's been like two weeks since I've talked to him and Debbie's talked to him because she's off for, you know, she doesn't work. She has time throughout the day right. and, you know, or whatever. But I have to fight the urge every day to send him a text. You know, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? And, and that's just because it's not because I'm still trying to control him. It's not because, you know, I, I want to know what he's doing. It's just because I miss that community. I miss that relationship. And the relationship's still there. Like, it hasn't gone anywhere. It's right. just not the same. It's changed. Yeah. And that is something we've both had to kind of navigate. And I'll be honest, like when he first, so he was living with this when he first, um, 
you know, graduated high school, got his job and all that. And we were charging, you know, very minimal rent. Like he's paying his insurance, his phone and, you know, like 20 bucks a week or something like that yeah, for rent. Yeah. Like it was just enough to, to make him realize that he had to pay bills. Yeah. But we also, something we kind of did, and I want to get this out there, not to put any praise on me or anything, but I think it's a really good idea for anybody to do with their kid once they get a job. But we set him down and we wrote out what it would cost around about for him to actually live on his own, have his oh, own yeah. apartment, have his own, you know, all his own bills. Yeah. You're out on your own. This is what it's going to cost. And then while he was living with us, he was giving that money to us each, oh, yeah. each week. Yeah, that is a good idea. So we were putting, you know, we so would like take mocking, our mocking whatever, yeah, or whatever, 60 or 70 yeah. bucks that he owed us a week out of it for living there. And the rest of it went, got put up. So then when he moved out, he has, you know, a little nest egg that he can take with him to buy furniture and the kind of stuff you yeah, need man. for a new house. A First month's idea. rent, deposit, that kind of stuff. Um, and it was great. Um, I recommend explaining it really well and making sure they understand what's going on. Because turns out he thought he was paying 300 something dollars a week to live at our house. And that's not what was going on. <laughs> like, it took me a little while to, like, we had a little problem there where I was like, no, son, look, like, this money is all put back. It's yeah. your money. Yes, you're giving it <laughs> yeah. to us, but we're not spending it. I'm right. putting it away for you. Yeah. Like you're just rehearsing <laughs> payments. So yeah. definitely make sure that's clear or it will cause problems. Right. Um, but yeah, it was just, you know, that was something we wanted to do for him. So he didn't struggle the same way we did when we yeah. first started, you know, cause okay, I mean, a lot of people know when you first start out, like it's, it's hard and you're, and it'll be hard for him too, but Hopefully, we made it a little easier on him to where he at least understands how to manage his money a little better. But Yeah, I remember when I, I, I first moved out, it was like me and Pastor Terry, and then like how many other friends could we get to move in? <laughs> so it was cheaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Exactly. We're all eating like spaghetti and you know tacos because <laughs> yeah. ground beef is cheap and yeah. ramen noodles and that's about it. Uh, so yeah, man, that's really cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. I need to write that down for save for 10 years uh great idea great idea well cool man yeah you guys did a heck of a job i mean i don't know dayton super super well but he's a good kid man and uh i appreciate super that. polite and just has a good heart you can you can just tell kind of being around him so kudos to you guys and i'm sure he'll navigate life pretty well as long as he learned everything he was supposed to be learning along the way <laughs> that's always the it. question yeah my parents are probably like yeah you're one to talk you big goofball but uh anyway so yeah man one thing you mentioned in your intro is you know that you've been over men's hub for i guess well, coming up on a year now yeah. uh i know it's kind of like a weird season that was like one of the i think you were <laughs> one of the first people i asked when i came on to pastoral ministry uh to kind of like step into a leader role and you obliged, and uh, I think I think you've done a great job. I mean, coming off COVID has been kind of tricky right. for everyone, <laughs> not just in men's hub, and mm -hmm. I don't know, even your work, you know, who knows? But right. uh, anyway, where do you, <clears throat> talk about that? I mean, are you, I mean, I hope you're enjoying it, but let's talk about if you're enjoying it. Kind of what what are some things uh, maybe you see on the horizon for men? What are I don't know? Just talk. Talk to the men as a men's sub leader for a little bit. I am enjoying it, first of all. Um, like I said at Thank the beginning, God. I'm <laughs> take a little take a little load off. Yeah. I am enjoying it. You Ooh, this interview would have been going a very different way. <laughs> it would have been very awkward if I just said, Nope, I yeah. ate it. Uh, this actually no. sucks. I don't want to do it. 
<laughs> no, I, I do love it. Like I said, I'm, I'm passionate about men connecting with other men, you know, like-minded men. Um, I think it's a good thing. I know for a fact um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today with my walk with the Lord if it wasn't for connect groups and getting around different men who were farther along in their walk than I was that could guide me and show me and help me and give me somebody that I could go talk to. You know, like I said with that story earlier, Josh has already heard that story because yeah. me and him has talked about it. Like, right, yeah. you know, he kind of helped me through that even a little bit, whether he knows it or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> kind of helped, yeah. yeah. helped me through that. Just being able to have somebody that I could come to and talk to in confidence that I knew wasn't going to go spread it all around town or because it's not a proud moment. Like, you know, it's something right. that I'm very ashamed of, which is what makes it so hard to tell. So just having somebody feels good though to say it though. Yeah, it does feel good yeah, to say it. Um, it's kind of out there. Yeah. Like now take, now yeah. it's out there and, yeah, and you know, it's been long enough. It was four or five years yeah, ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been long enough that like we've moved on and you know, it's, not necessarily something I was ever trying to hide, but like I said, it's, right. it's a shameful moment. So, yeah. but anyway, yeah. um, just having somebody that you can talk to and get stuff like that off your chest, like helps so much as men. Um, yeah. you know, I think we have a tendency as men to try to internalize and be very prideful and we've got this and we're supposed to be the strong yeah. leaders and you know can't show any emotion and i'm here to tell you that's all bullcrap it's a darn lie every bit <laughs> of it um keeping all that stuff to yourself not showing emotion that doesn't make you a strong oh, leader it's dangerous that's not leading the way god intended for you to lead yeah. he made all people emotional creatures and that includes men amen um there is absolutely nothing wrong with crying during worship, uh, yeah. showing emotion or anything like that. Um, or even letting people know that, you know, you feel being vulnerable or anything like that around people you trust. You know, yeah. now I'm not telling you to just go out and be vulnerable to the world because right. the world will take advantage of you. Because it teaches us to be strong and inward and not vulnerable. But, right. you know, find, you know, your wife or whatever or get around some like I said, some good men who you know and trust and can be vulnerable around, and it will absolutely change your life. And that is my passion for Men's Hub and this men's ministry. I want it to be a place where men can feel safe and be vulnerable to speak about the things that are bothering them or in their life that they don't necessarily always want to speak about, but need to speak about. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that's kind of where this whole thing was born, right? Mm -hmm. We had this, like, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, we're preaching, if we're talking to me and you, we're preaching to the choir here because right. we're always like, man, guys need this so much. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it's changed our lives, body, body. <clears throat> but yet here we are, you know, mm -hmm. still in 2021, wondering why in the heck, you know, more men aren't involved or wondering why, you know, it's so hard for men to be vulnerable or transparent or emotional or whatever it is. So I'm like, you know what, Ray, I got an idea. Let's just create a little podcast and we'll just ask the questions and we'll talk about things like you guys heard from Stanley about, you know, him and his wife dealing with infertility. And you guys heard from Justin and his kind of like losing his way away from the Lord and then having to find his way back and, you know, others too. But that is exactly why we're even doing this is because we are so awful at applying these things to our lives Amen. that we've just taken the reins for you. So you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so anyway, you know, well, that is, I mean, that is really why, you know, it is, it is super important for men to be connecting 
So if there was anybody listening today, and I know there is, but that is kind of on the fence um, about, you know, not just not even just leading a group, but just joining one, you know, just getting in a group of, you know, six to 12 men, like-minded guys and growing together, talking about life, reading the word, praying together, sharing each other's burdens. And they're on, they're on that fence. Like I said, what would you, I mean, what would you say to, what would you say to them? The first thing I would say is get off the fence, step out of your comfort zone and watch what God will do. Um, that is where he operates is outside of our comfort zone. And trust me, guys, I know how uncomfortable it is. Like I've been there. I didn't, I was the same way, you know, any of y'all who are thinking this is, you know, there ain't no way I can be vulnerable or talk about my problems to a room full of 10 or 12 guys. Like I, I get it. The first couple of connect groups I went to, I didn't talk much either. Like, you know, I sat in the back, I listened, I, you know, observed, I would give small answers every once in a while, you know, just enough to kind of keep the leader from Picking calling on me yeah. anymore or yeah. calling me out all the time because I wasn't being involved. Yeah. Um, but as, as I got more vulnerable and I wouldn't say more comfortable, but I mean, I, I was, as I got more comfortable with the people around, yeah. it allowed me to be more vulnerable, which is very uncomfortable. And then God used that and used the men around me in those groups to change my life. And even like the friendships that I hold dear to this day today have come out of connect groups. Yeah, like sure. that's, that's where they've come from. You know, that's where me and Josh met. Yeah. I mean, we go to the same church, but we, we didn't meet through new life. Like right. we met through a connect group right. that he hosted at his house that I came to. Right. Um, you know, me and Rodney Brown met the same way. Like a lot of my people that I would call friends that I really conf- have great confidence in speaking you know, to and letting them speak into my life come through connect groups and just being vulnerable in those. And guys, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, you know, it'll all work out or, or anything like that because, you know, I don't know that. I'm not God. But what I will tell you is that if you get out of your comfort zone and you just trust him in these connect groups, just get with like-minded people you're going to find people who you can trust, who you can rely on, who you can tell your deepest, darkest, you know, secrets or whatever to, and they're not going to blab them all over the town or ridicule you or put you down or shame you. They'll love on you. They'll pray for you. They'll help you through it. And that's, I mean, that's what we need. Whether yeah. we want to admit it or not, that's what we need is people in our lives to help us through things. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you mentioned that even in the beginning like you weren't even about all that vulnerability and all that you just came to hang out Mm -hmm. uh because even if you are like you know what i'm a hard fast like i don't cry i'm a man or i don't give (laughs) okay great i still think connecting with guys sharing some birds Mm -hmm. you know hanging out shooting your bows talking about guns and god and glory or whatever you want to talk about yeah is crucial to your success Not just as a Christian, or not just as a person, but a, as a Christian in general. I don't know how you get through this life, especially the Christian life with everything coming against us, without doing it with arm yeah. in arm with some brothers. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how anyone does iron it. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, absolutely, man. absolutely. <laughs> Another biblical principle. It's cliche because it works. <laughs> it so, works. Uh, get involved. Oh my goodness, get involved. It's so so important. 
Um, well, cool, man. What are some things maybe coming up? Uh, we were just kind of talking earlier about uh, 2022. So y'all better stay tuned because 2022 be off the chains. But anyway, what's coming up in the next few weeks, months for uh, Men's Hub? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, Connect Groups open up this Sunday. Yeah. Or not this Sunday, but... Well, as we're recording this. Yeah, as we're recording it, they yeah. open up this Sunday. When yeah, y'all yeah. listen to it, it'll actually probably already be open. Right. But anyway... Um, we've got connect groups. Um, we're going to do in October sometime. Date's still kind of tentative. I need to get with some other people. But we're going to do a men's um, breakfast. Just come to the church, hang out. Um, I don't know, maybe somebody will give a little little word of encouragement or whatever. We'll eat yeah. some pancakes, drink some good coffee. Um, just hang out and just be with people. No no agenda, no nothing like that. Just, you know, just come hang out with other men. Um, like Josh said, 2022 is going to be going to be the year. I think. Um, I really think God's going to open some doors um, and bring bring some opportunities for men's ministry that we haven't had before. Um, yeah. You know, this past year it's been hard to do anything because of COVID. Like, I mean, that's just it's reality. Yeah, that's it's just reality. But it's reality. it's almost yeah. even become cliche. Oh no! <laughs> so Not another one. You know, it's oh. just another one of those things. But yeah. hopefully, we're starting to get past that. Some, you know, churches are opening back up and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's lots of things coming. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. We're gonna like I said, we're gonna do the men's breakfast. We'll do uh, I don't know some other events. I'm sure we'll figure it out. But yeah, man, it's gonna be a good year. Uh, well, cool, bro. Thanks again for even agreeing to do this. Uh, like I said, you guys will be hearing a lot more of Ray. We're going to interview some people together. Sometimes he'll just do them by himself. Sometimes I'll do them by myself. Sometimes he might bring on a, a guest host. Who knows? Somebody, <laughs> not even us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, y'all need to get to know Ray. And uh, mainly just because he's a super awesome dude. But secondly, because he's a men's sub leader. So uh, he's kind of in charge of this whole thing. <laughs> but uh Anyway, any like last, you know, last thoughts or anything from Mr. Ray? Um, I guess I would just leave y'all with this. Um, and I've said it a hundred different times in this, you know, podcast, but it's, it's really, really, really important that you step out of your comfort zone and, you know, find like-minded men to hang out with. Like I can't, I can't say it enough. It has literally changed my life oh, yeah, me too man. um yeah. you know and whatever that looks like like even if it's not in our connect groups or at new life church yeah. or just like i don't we're not doing this to like promote connect groups at new life church we're right. doing this to promote men getting with men regardless right. of where that's at or what that looks like yeah. as long as it's the right kind of men um right. let me let me throw that out yeah. there but you know just getting around good christian people like and and making a better person out of yourself it's really important and hit me up if you're interested about connect groups for sure i will point you in the right direction or you can get with pastor josh he'll point you in the right direction um and if you want to lead one too we definitely need more leaders. God yeah. will change your life through leading a connect group as oh, well. Yeah. It's, Absolutely. It's legit. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. I'm about to wrap this thing up. You say a little prayer for all the guys today and uh, we'll let them get on with their weeks. All right. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity we have to do this, Lord. I pray that whoever might be listening to this right now, that you would just open up their heart and um, let this seed fall onto good ground. I pray that you would take 
whatever it is you wanted said out of this through me and Josh, um, take all of our words out of it and just let them hear your words, Lord, through us. I pray that you would um, just let them be uncomfortable and let you work through that uncomfortability, that you would show them that it's okay to be vulnerable, that it's okay to show emotion, that um, that's what this world needs as far as men and leaders is those that are willing to be vulnerable and emotional and just getting around other men who are like-minded and who are farther along in their walk with you, Lord. I just pray that you will use this to bring people closer to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. One last thing I lied, but yeah, I know you like reading books. I was reminded of this because we're talking about leading and all that stuff. You like reading books on leadership and studying that whole thing. What is like your favorite leadership book that you'd recommend to these guys? Lead like Jesus. Lead like Jesus. That's a good, that's a good role model, (laughs) y'all. Pick that book up. I have a copy. So if you want to read it and do not have a copy, let me know. I have one too. I will personally give you mine. And I'll give you raise. How about that? (laughs) Anyway, y'all have a good week. Thanks, y'all.